0: Hello, my Level Up family. You guys, I am so excited to be with you all today. We are going to be taking a little bit of a twist because we know that just about every single podcast that you're listening to with Level Up with Debbie Neal, we're talking mindset, we're talking business, we're talking goals, we're talking all of those things. Today, we're switching a little bit and we're talking, we're going to really dive into gut health right and you're going to be excited to know that I have two guests here today it's not going to be me diving into this and here's the thing that i love number 1 gut health is so incredibly interesting and i've been learning about that in the profession and the company that i am in over the last 17 years but people a lot of times think gut health and they think you know stomach but it's actually attached to every single thing that we do so the Debbie Neal 17 years ago didn't think there was a connection between gut health and mindset or gut health and success and today I know a totally different story so I'm super excited for you all to hear from two experts today and we're gonna have some fun so on this episode today I am here today with dr tanda cook and dr. Katie Collier and I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of an introduction and their credentials and then we're dive into this so dr tanda cook is a naturopathic physician a food expert a published author an international speaker a blogger, as well as a health and lifestyle coach. She is wildly passionate about educating and inspiring people to take steps to add health to their lives. Tanda has been traveling and speaking internationally over the past decade, teaching on the subjects of health, Food, nutrition, entrepreneurialism, and finding the life you love. She has a gift for explaining confusing medical terminology, so I'm excited for that today. And concepts in clearly understood terms, empowering her audiences to celebrate healthy living through food, lifestyle, and choice. Today, clients from all over North America seek her out for counseling and retreats to experience the earth and her, their health in a transformed way. Her presentations are fun, they're energetic, engaging, humorous, and educational. Tanda received her undergraduate degree from Skidmore College in Saratoga Springs, New York, and then went on to receive her doctorate from the National College of Natural Medicine in Portland, Oregon. And she is here today with her partner, Dr. Katie Collier, who's also a naturopathic physician, a health coach, a food expert, and speaker who has dedicated her life's work to passionately helping women become empowered in their health by reacquainting them with the innate wisdom their body holds to heal. Dr. Collier earned a Bachelor's of Science in Nutrition and Diabetics from Westchester University, before attending naturopathic medical school at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto, Canada, she's trained in compassion inquiry. Dr. Katie bases her medical practice on trauma-informed approach, acknowledging the mental emotional impact on disease. She also runs a weekly group alongside Dr. Tanda Cook that empowers women to take agency over their health, through education and community. Okay. You guys like that was pretty impressive, right? I needed to breathe. (laughs) I need to breathe. I need to take some water. I need to relax. And I have spoken on stage with tens of thousands of people. That one had me a little bit tongue tied. So I apologize if I um, mispronounced any one of your credentials, but I am really excited to have both of you here today. We're gonna to keep today really fun. We're gonna keep it simple yet dive, but really just talk about the jobs of the gut, like how it, like the disruptors, how to heal, the impact of stress. So, what I'd really love to do to even just start is just turn it over to the both of you. You guys are gonna decide here who's going when. That's up to you because this <laughs> is my first time having two people on at the same time but just like a little bit, and then we'll just, we'll dive right in with, you know, the gut and everything else.
1: Yeah. So first of all, Debbie, thank you so much. I mean, I just, I love you and have immense respect for you and what you do. And, you know, about a, over a decade ago, we, when we thought of the gastrointestinal system, we would think of the the or, the organ system and the, um, the job of the gut is to merely take food in, break it down, absorb it to build us, and then excrete the stuff that we didn't need. So that really, I mean, it's like the absorption of nutrients and then elimination and detox. And then about a decade ago, we discovered essentially a whole new organ called the microbiome. And since then, it'd be like a decade ago, discovering we had another liver or something. I mean, so the impact that the microbiome has on our health has been on the forefront of a lot of studies and science now. And so when we discovered the microbiome, so on our skin and every mucous membrane is lined with microbes, mostly bacteria. And so when we discovered them, the question then became why? Why are they there? What are they doing? What are they doing for us? and what are they doing? What are we doing for them? And so it it's turned um, it's really turned the importance of gut health up about a hundred notches because what we're learning is that the, these microbes, and there are trillions of them, they're actually more, microorganisms on us and in us than there are cells in our body. And these numbers are things that we uh, we as humans cannot wrap our brains around. We're talking about trillions and trillions of them, but there's actually more bacteria in and on us than there are cells in our body. And Dr. Mark Hyman, who I love, says that we're 95% bacteria and 5% human. And so again, the question became why? And so what we're discovering is that the microbes that line our our gastrointestinal system and our skin and our vagina, our eyes, our lungs. So what these microbes are doing is that they are playing a key role in our immune system. And as we know, 80% of our immune system is in our gut. They make vitamins for us. They make things like B12, folate, vitamin K, and then they also make neurotransmitters for us. So they 95% of the uh, serotonin which is the the happy, healthy, the happy hormone, is made in our gut, and 50% of dopamine is also made in our gut. And so, you know, talking, a lot of our patients have, you know, chronic anxiety and depression, and we've been told for decades that it's a a head problem. Well, now we're discovering it's most likely a gut problem. And the the gut affects every system. And Katie and I were talking about this earlier, it's kind of like a duh statement. We're not plants, we don't photosynthesize, so we have to consume things from the outside world. So of course the gut affects everything. But what we're discovering with these microbes plus nutrition is that they hit every single system. So you'll see if you Google gut axis, A-X-I-I-S, gut axis. There's a gut connect, brain connection, a gut ocular connection. So how the, our gut health affects our eyes. There's a gut skin connection. There's a gut immune connection. There's a gut lung connection. There is a gut cardiovascular connection and a gut immune connection. And Katie and I literally just a, 20 minutes ago, we were sitting talking about how we are sick. Our world is, you know, we're seeing more and more chronic disease young at younger and younger ages. And how do we help that? And then how does the microbiome and how does gut health uh, impact that negatively or or positively.
0: You guys, I'm sure my listeners are thinking, oh my gosh, what do I eat now? Like, what do I do? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely, thank goodness my plan was having a shake for dinner because I've had a really packed day. But so when we, this is like, it's so intense. The great thing is this is gonna be an episode that people listen to over and over and over again so they could literally understand so th- th- that's all the science behind it. How is like somebody like us, we a lot of times, like I used to think gut health is what I eat. Am I gaining five pounds? Am I losing five pounds? But people weren't making the connection, like you said, of the mental health or like, for example, when I was growing up, I took tetracycline for acne. My, my mother took me to a dermatologist and put me on tetracycline and I was on it for, I don't know, maybe like five years. Nobody ever talked gut health. There was never the connection between the gut and the skin. So can you just go over some things like that, that there's obviously a connection, not obviously, now we know there's a connection between gut health and what else? Because I think there's many lessons of like, I had no idea that that was actually connected to gut health.
1: Yeah, I think too, there's sort of, t- and maybe Katie, you can pipe in too. The, the, when, when I think of gut health, I think of kind of two lane, the two highways. One is the importance of maintaining diversity in your microbiome, which is the bacteria, the good, the beneficial bacteria that are live from our mouth through our anus. So there's the bacteria integrity, and then there's the actual integrity of your gut, of your, just think of your intestines. Well, let's just talk about the intestines. So your intestines are one giant hose, and so keeping that integrous is really important. So there's two these two conversations. So let's start with the the microbiome. What what we're discovering is there the diversity of bacteria that line our our tube from our mouth all the way to our anus is in the healthier we are, the more diverse they are. So just for people get a visual, I'll tell my patients that, you know, we think of the, the diversity as a rainforest. How many species are in a rainforest? First of all, nobody knows. <laughs> and second of all, it's very diverse. A healthy rainforest has a, a lot of diverse species, keeping that whole ecosystem in balance. Because as in nature, there's checks and balances there. Unfortunately, because of all, and we'll go over this, but the things that we are doing and the things that we are thinking and the things that we are eating and breathing and drinking are disrupting that diversity. So many of us, uh, what we're showing now, and Katie and I will run stool tests on our patients, are showing that the diversity is more like the Sahara Desert. Like there's some things that live in the Sahara Desert, but not the diversity of the rainforest, right? And so there's a big problem there. And we'll talk about what happens when those get disrupted. So there, there's that one conversation. Then over here in this other conversation of then the what, what will disrupt your, the integrity of your tube? So let's just think of it as a hose. You know, if you run blast hot water through a hose, that's not very sturdy, the hose will break. And so what, what are we doing from a con, from a consumption standpoint and a stressed standpoint that is, that is affecting negatively the, the integrity of that, that hose. So, to talk about what disrupts the the integrity of the diversity of the bacteria because again remember you want a lot of different species of these bacteria and as the rainforest so what is disrupting that because remember what they do is they play a key role in our immune system they make neurotransmitters for us they make vitamins for us they make anti-inflammatory compounds for us so that means they can make anti-inflammatory compounds that hit your whole body, but let's just talk about the skin. They also can make pro-inflammatory compounds, depending on what you're eating, that also hit your skin called eczema, acne, psoriasis. So these are some of the symptoms that we'll start seeing that's not actually a skin problem, it's a gut problem. And so then when we see those things, we know that there's been a disruption in the in the, in the diversity of the microbiome. So what are some things that will disrupt the microbiome? And Katie and I can go back and forth on this. Um, I mean, the number one sort of obvious one is antibiotics. What they're showing now, though, is all pharmaceutical drugs. And we're not negative on, we're not saying pharmaceutical drugs are bad. This is just what happens when you take them, especially over chronic, like tetracycline, say, when you take them over a long period of time, like birth control, ibuprofen, Tylenol, uh, statins, antibiotics, they all are having a really negative effect on the diversity. So they're killing off some of these microbes. Some of the other things that will affect the the diversity negatively is uh inflammatory and highly processed foods, mainly because they are spread one they're inflammatory, like gluten, which is found in pizzas, pastas cakes cookies crackers cereals um <laughs> all the baked goods, all the things that we love, right? And then, so it's found in that, so gluten is found in that. So gluten has a pretty in- intense negative impact on the gut, specifically the cilia that Katie was talking about. Uh, and then commercial dairy will have a negative impact. Sugar has a negative impact. Basically anything that's coming in a package. So it's barcodes and pack- was it boxes, barcodes, and... Oh. Okay. Bags, bags, box, bags boxes, bags, and barcodes, and barcodes. Yeah. <laughs> are the things that will negatively impact the gut. Um, the other thing to think about um, is when, why we put preservatives in food. So if you read the the back of a cereal box, you'll see we put preservatives in food because we want them to live on a shelf for a really long time. Preservatives make sure that no microbes, no bacteria, no fungus grows on that food. So it can live on a shelf for a really long time. Well, if we're eating that food, we're also killing our microbes. I know we're doomsdaying this Debbie. I promise you'll get. This is actually,
0: I have to tell you, it's, it's so interesting. And I, you know, I've obviously been on this journey, right. Since you, you know, the company that I'm aligned with and I, and I've I have to say, like, I was first thinking, oh my gosh, I could eat nothing. I could eat nothing. But now <laughs> I'm so aware and I'm so conscious. And it's actually, once you go through the habits, it actually feels amazing to make that transition because there really is a healthy alternative. To everything. Like I really feel like yeah. I don't lack. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I some some of my VPs took me out for my birthday yesterday and they ordered a cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory and we all put our fork in it. I have no idea what those ingredients were, but I'm really good most of the time. So on those choices, I could do what I want. So I don't think this is doomsday. I think it's really incredible because when I, I eat better, I feel better. And when I feel better, everybody around me is happier. <laughs> yep. <That's awesome. laughs> Right? Uh, and again, like I promise we'll give you so many things to do
1: and like, and what the results are. And you just said it. it's like, you, you end up feeling so much better in your body and then you can go live a really awesome life, which is the point. Yeah. Um, so these, so the preservatives that we're putting in cereals, cakes, cookies, crackers, all the things that are bags, boxes, and barcodes, we put preservatives in there so that they can live on a shelf for a really long time. Cause when things go bad, companies lose money. Mm-hmm. The problem, and it works, but the problem is when we're eating those, those preservatives, it also kills our microbes. So that's another thing that's affecting the diversity of our microbiome. And then uh, artificial sugars like aspartame, phenylalanine, like things in diet Coke, diet sodas, um, diet anything, really, are i I want to say almost more detrimental to the gut integrity and the gut diversity than antibiotics. It's really serious. like if if people ask us, like if we had to avoid anything, what would it be? And Katie and I are not about like, never eat this and never eat that. We are all about like freedom around food plus understanding how it's affecting your body. Um, But if people do ask us, what's the number one thing? And it's anything with artificial sugars. Mm -hmm. And so and then the last thing that really affects the microbes and the diversity is stress. Mm -hmm. And I really think that people underestimate the impact of stress. Not I'm going to take that back. I know that people underestimate the impact of stress on our body. Uh,
2: No, I mean, yeah. So our stress response is it's designed to keep us safe. It's designed to keep us alive, right? It's designed to be turned on in acute danger, right? That's how we've evolved over time is if you run into a tiger, then you're going to turn on your stress response. You're going to jump into that sympathetic uh, nervous system where... The name of the game is to stay alive, right? And how do we stay alive? We want to make sure that our body is prepared to fight that tiger or to run away from that tiger. And so all of these physiological things happen in our body in response to that threat in order to maintain energy, right? We, There are physiological effects of that, right? So you see a tiger, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, you start to breathe more, right? It's like your respiration goes up. Your, actually your blood sugar will go up because we need to have the fuel for your muscles to run and to fight that tiger. Then what gets turned down is our digestion gets turned off, right? Because it actually requires energy for us to break down our food and to absorb it. We get energy from food, but it requires energy to break it down to actually be able to absorb it. And so if you're fighting a tiger, that's the last thing on your body's mind, right? It's not like I don't need to be digesting the food that I just ate because I need to, first of all, make sure that I survive and outrun this, ta- this tiger. So our digestion actually gets shut off and becomes less optimal. We're not going to spend the, like, it's just, you're not going to spend that money. Our reproduction organs, like our hormones, that will actually take a backseat, Because in the acute, we're not really worried about reproducing. We're not really worried about our reproductive organs because they're not vital to us surviving, right? Like you can survive without your reproductive organs. You can't survive if you don't actually outrun this tiger. So there's all of these physiological effects that happen. And primarily, you know, when our cortisol raises, which is our primary uh, stress hormone, is our gut gets shut down, right? And so when our gut gets shut down, we're not digesting properly. We're not absorbing properly. And it actually can start to erode the, that that lining. So Tanda mentioned earlier, it's like making sure that the integrity of that hose. Chronic elevated uh, cortisol can can impact the integrity of that of that hose. So the tiger analogy makes sense to a lot of people, right? It's like, okay, I, if I'm faced with a life or death situation, then that's okay. Like I, I get that, I understand that stress. What we don't necessarily translate is that your job could be a tiger your relationship can be a tiger your relationship with your kid could be a tiger money can be a tiger like we have so many tigers in our life that we can't we don't necessarily just interact with for a blip in time these things may be years in the making and we are running off of this stress response for much much longer than that stress response was ever designed to be turned on for It's supposed to get us through an acute danger and then turn off. And then we're supposed to go back into what's called our rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system, because that is where regeneration happens. That is where repair happens. That is where digestion happens. That is where vitality happens. And all of us, we get, I am going to consciously say all of us, we get stuck in in the fight or flight. We get stuck with our tigers and we're not even necessarily aware of what our tigers are. And so we are just running on cortisol and running on our stress response with no real awareness that that's what's going on. And it can be, it's, it's our thoughts too, right? It's like the number one fear for human beings is public speaking, so if I ask someone who has a fear of public speaking to close their eyes and to imagine themselves up on stage, which you two don't count, so, <laughs> so, so if I imagine someone to to um, who has a fear of that to imagine themselves up on stage in front of ten thousand people, that physiological impact is going to happen, right? You might start to sweat, you might get warm, your heart might start to pound, your digestion's going to turn off. You might you know like you're you might get dry mouth, right? It's like your saliva turns off. That can all happen just from me sitting here imagining doing something. I don't actually have to be doing the thing. And so we can be, the thoughts that we are thinking and the narratives that we hold about our life and about ourselves are physiological, like they're not inert. They have, they have an impact and per, primarily they have an impact on our digestion.
0: I'm sure the audience would love to hear is like, what, what action steps can we take? Like, mm-hmm. what can yeah. we do? Because we can't change the past. We can't change the damage that we've done, although we can, but we can't we can't undo it. We could just move forward from this point on. So what are the action steps like right away? I just want to like I know what we could do for stress. I, I talk about that all the time, but what can we do? to take the action steps to heal our gut, which is going to show up in every single aspect of our life, including leveling up our success and our mindset. Because when our gut is not right, nothing is right. It is all connected. How you do anything is how you do everything. So what steps can they be taking? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And this, so, uh, before we even jump into that, I, what Katie and I can talk about is what are people experiencing that okay. is a gut problem that is maybe that they wouldn't think is a gut problem. Oh, like anxiety, and, anxiety and depression are probably the two biggest ones that mm-hmm. have been made to made out as a brain problem. And what we're discovering is depression in particular is an inflammatory problem and a gut problem. So it's things like depression, anxiety, hair loss, hormone imbalance, hypothyroidism, skin issues like eczema, acne, psoriasis. Then there's the um actual gut stuff which is IBS which is irritable bowel syndrome IBD irritable bowel disease it's Crohn's it's auto, any autoimmune disease it's it it really is a whole, all systems or go back to the gut so when somebody says oh my gut's fine and when i say gut like people usually think oh i poop normally or i don't have gas and bloating or i don't have acid reflux and but i have migraines i have hypothyroidism i have hashimotos i have um like my hair and nails are super weak and thinning um and that that we immediately know there's a, a malabsorption issue because your hair and nails are made of protein and minerals uh, osteoporosis and osteopenia 97% of females over the age of 80 will have osteoporosis or osteopenia which is to say basically 100% of us if we make it over 80 will have bone problems and that is a mineral imbalance and that is an absorption problem. And that is a gut issue. So I, I, and Katie and I, maybe we'll think about like another way to say like gut health. Cause I agree with you, Debbie, like when people think gut, they think their stomach and it's like really the whole system of absorption and breaking down a food and building you. So, so those are the, the symptoms and the issues that people will come to us with. And we inevitably go back to the gut. Um, and of course, other systems are involved, but it's all, it's a, the gut is a really great place to begin because it's where you're getting your nutrients from. It's where you're getting those building blocks to build you. So some of the things that Katie and I you know, typically start with is obviously nutrition. And so with food, um, I we do not think there is one diet for everybody, period. And because there's vegan, vegan, paleo, carnivore, I mean, there's a million different diets out there. And yet what all of us can agree on is that a whole foods focus is important, is the foundation of of nutrition. So to start, you know, if somebody comes to us and they're sort of eating the standard American diet, which is has a decent amount of processed foods, we say avoid the big allergens, which is gluten which is found in cookies, cakes, pastas, crackers, cereals, whatever. Gluten, commercial dairy, which is cheese, yogurt, you know, milk. Then uh, gluten dairy, soy, sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. Just for a period of time, this is not a forever, but to press pause on that because all of those foods can and most do trigger the inflammatory response in the gut, which is really hurting the, what, your whole in, intestinal system. So avoiding those foods for a period, short period of time, like anyway from 30 to 90 days, and then focusing on foods that are high, are high nutrient density. And uh, there was, I can't remember what study was done. It was showing that if somebody eats, to, to help with gut integrity and gut healing, to eat 30 different plant foods a week, so, eating thirty different plant foods will help heal your gut. Now, teas count. So, if you get an, a, like an herbal blend tea and it has seven different herbs in there or plants, that counts as seven. So that, like, check that off. Then, if you uh, add spices to your to your food, that counts as well. Like, using something like curry powder is great because it has a whole slew of different. It has like turmeric and cumin and. There's lots of different spice blends in a curry powder. So those count. And it's, you know, the more people kind of think about that and play around with herbs and spices, it's really not that challenging to get to 30 a week. I am actually challenging some of my patients to try and get 30 a day. Wow. So focusing, yeah, so focusing on 30 different plant foods a week
2: Yeah, and so of those plant foods, there are a few, like, just powerhouses, foods that they've studied that show if you're consuming these alongside a a variety of nutrients, because we, we require a variety. That's why we're omnivores, we eat lots of different plant foods, we eat lots of different things that contain different constituents within them that do different things for our body. On top of that, they also feed different bacteria. So cranberries feed a certain bacteria, broccoli feeds a certain bacteria cauliflower feeds a certain bacteria and so on and so forth. There are a few though that tend to have an even more powerful beneficial effect on our microbiome. One of them is mushrooms. So any type of mushroom. So lion's mane will impact certain bacteria. Chaga will impact a different type of bacteria. Shiitake will impact a different type of bacteria, but but they all will impact that particular bacteria robustly. So mushrooms are one of the most powerful things that you can eat for your, to restore your microbiome. Rosemary is also one of the most powerful. So this question was posed to us by a, a dear colleague of ours, uh, Dr. Heather Zwicky, and she was asking which, which herb or which spice we thought was the most powerful. And we both guessed turmeric, but it's actually rosemary. So even just putting, you know, rosemary tea or putting rosemary on your eggs or rosemary in your stir fry or in your pot roast, even it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be like a full serving of rosemary, but just eating rosemary on a regular basis has a robust impact on our microbiome. So those are two kind of just like superfoods of the variety. Um, on top of that, fermented foods. So probiotics. So most people think probiotics and they think of a supplement. When we consume fermented foods, that fermentation process creates those those beneficial bacteria so you're repopulating the gut so if you've had you know antibiotics or you've had you know uh, or you've had a a history of a diet of uh, a lot of processed foods how do we actually reintroduce those bacteria because some of them might have been completely wiped out and if you don't have them in there to begin with how do we actually then grow them so fermented foods are uh a way to consume them from the outside world. And we're actually showing that there's more of an impact on our microbiome by incorporating uh, fermented foods than there is even by just supplementing. So things like sauerkraut, things like kimchi, uh, kefir, and they have, you know, water kefir, coconut kefir, they've got dairy kefir. um, Kombucha. Kombucha is another one. What else am I missing? Pickles, like homemade pickles. I yep. love pickles. Anything that's been, yeah, anything that's been fermented or pickled. Uh, so, even just consuming two tablespoons of a fermented food a day. So, it doesn't have to be an entire jug of kombucha. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a cup of sauerkraut. It's really just two tablespoons per day. Um, and that is even more um, beneficial post antibiotic use. So, if you've had to go on antibiotics because you have had an infection, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. But these are some ways that we can start to rebuild that gut if there has been an insult to it. So, fermented foods eating 30 different plant foods, mushrooms, rosemary, avoiding the inflammatory foods, all of these things are going to help our gut out.
0: Amazing. So 10 things that we could do to improve our gut.
1: Okay. So number one is the eating 30 different plant foods a week. And I'm going to challenge your listeners and myself to do 30 a day. And then Number two is really focusing on whole foods and avoiding those boxes, bags, and barcodes. Like, and this is again not about making food bad, good, right, wrong, cheating, whatever, whatever. Like, our, this, you know, the other. We, we should do another podcast on but
0: language we're doing around We're here another food. one. But let me ask you a question. I yeah. know, like, what about a box of like grain-free um, pasta or grain-free, gluten-free pasta that comes in a bag? It does. So, first of all, even when I eat that. I still get bloated. So somehow, yeah, I, somehow I justify it because it's gluten and grain free, but I'm just yeah. asking. Yeah, when this
1: is the thing,
0: it's like, it's. I would want to say like to
1: truly focus on whole foods for at least 30 days. Right. But honestly, Debbie, it's also about listening to your body. It's like you eat that, but you don't feel great. Right. right? And so then it's not the food's fault. It's like, that's your, that's going, oh man there's something going on in my gut. There's something going on in my microbiome. There's something going on with the diversity. There's something going on with my enzymes There's something going on somewhere in my gut that can't handle this right now. And so that's a good notice for you. And like put that box aside for a period of time and then reintroduce it after you really focused on some of the things that we're going to go over and then be like, Whoa, I ate that. I didn't actually feel like crap. Like this is awesome. So it's, you know, frozen vegetables come in a bag. It's being, let's, let's say focusing on whole foods and then focusing on things that are not highly pro like ultra processed right,
2: foods.
1: Right. So things, so let's say this, if, if it comes in a box and you can read the ingredients and you can, you could make that in your kitchen, that counts as a whole food. Okay. Is that fair? Yes, let's, that's fair. Let's go. It's like I buy okay. frozen
0: organic strawberries. It's just strawberries. It's the only ingredient. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. Perfect. Right. Right. So, and so if you read, you know, your pasta ingredients and it says water, uh, you know, sweet potato and egg or something, it's like you could have made that in your kitchen. Okay. So, so that, that counts, but thank you for bringing that up. Cause you know, I don't also don't want people to get dogmatic about this. Cause it can be, then people are like, I don't know what to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just focusing more on the whole foods, getting rid of the ultra processed foods, which are the cakes, cookies, crackers, cereals, blah, 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 all that, um, bone broth and vegetable broth, those who are vegetarian, the broths are so healing. Typically, a bone broth is made from you roast a chicken, you take off all the meat, and then you put the bones in water with a teeny bit of vinegar with like salt and veggies. And what happens, then you boil it for anywhere from eight to 12 hours. And all of that water and heat and vinegar pulls the minerals out of the bones. And then you drink that. And that is one of the most healing to the gut and the body of all time because it's high in minerals it's high in collagen it's high in protein so bone broths or veggie broths and typically especially now that we're you know in the sort of winter season you know doing one to two cups a day is really really great for the gut
2: Mm -hmm. yep and then four is sleep so if there if I had to pick one master dial of health, including gut health, including like just everything in your body, it functions better when you sleep. So that is where deep healing and that is where restoration, that is where detoxing happens, is when we sleep. So sleeping ideally seven to nine hours a night in total darkness in a cool room and just being really intentional about the timing of our sleep. So studies are now showing that actually the consistency around sleep. So falling asleep at the same time, waking up at the same time, regardless of the day of the week is actually more important for keeping our circadian rhythm, our our sleep wake cycle in balance than even actually the duration of sleep. So we aim for seven to nine hours, but on top of that being really intentional about your bedtime and your wake up time, regardless of the day of the week is going to set your body up to heal. So We cannot heal if we're not sleeping, period. So if you want to heal your gut, you have to be sleeping. You have to be prioritizing sleep. And then number five is movement. So moving our body. If you look at our body, as Tanda likes to say, I'm going to steal this one from her. But if you look at a cow, a cow is not designed to move. They're designed to eat. They've got like four stomachs. When you look at a human, we are filled with pulleys and levers and things, and we are designed to move. So moving your body every day, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go, you know, bust out an hour workout at the gym every single day, but do move your body. That can be a dance party. That can be taking a walk. That can be playing with your dog. That can be gardening. That could be mowing the lawn. However you want to include movement into your day, do it. Yeah. And then fermented foods, just again, to repopulate your gut,
1: kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, again, just two tablespoons a day. will get the job done. Water, half your body weight in ounces of water a day is ideal. Okay. Number eight is meditation, because as we talked about, the impact of stress on our gut is huge. And so ways to regulate the stress and, and handle stress management, stimulate that vagus nerve, which is our healing nerve. Meditation is a really great one. Mm-hmm. Um Apple cider vinegar is one of our favorites. So apple cider vinegar, not only drinking one tablespoon before meals, not only helps with blood sugar regulation uh, because of the acetic acid, it also helps with digestion. So it helps turn your digestive juices on to help break down those foods that Katie was talking about earlier, like how we break down the building blocks of protein to make it useful for us humans to build us. So drinking apple cider vinegar before meals, again, one tablespoon, you can dilute it in water. And then the last one, which is my favorite is, Mm -hmm. is play. And Debbie, that's where you come in. It's like you live a life on fire, do things that inspire you, bring you joy. And when your feet hit the ground in the morning, like, yes, life happens at you. But I really, Katie and I really coach hard around life purpose and play and joy, because that again, stimulates the vagus nerve. It stimulates healing, it stimulates digestion, and it'll build an incredible version of you.
0: Okay you guys, this is exciting, right? So I don't know if you're going to be willing to come back for like many more episodes because I feel like we have so much more to talk about. And this goes Great. so much deeper and I and it's interesting cuz you said to me like your favorite topic of all this is to really go into the mental health piece of it. Um I'm very passionate about this piece of it because I've lived with it in my family for just about my entire life and it's amazing because I never really connected that that really could have been the difference for them is gut health and how we can make things better. So I think we' gonna have to do an entire podcast on that if you guys are are willing to please, do that. Oh my
2: gosh, please, because I feel yes. like there's
0: so many people that are just dying for the information. So you know if you had to pick one last thing that we touch on, just because we want to be conscious of time, Gosh, what would that even be? Because we were planning on talking hormones. We were talking about planning stress. We were talking about talking about all of these things, but this is just going to give you one more reason to come back.
2: You know, I I think really it's like, we can dive into all of it, right? right? All the system, how it's all connected. And what Tanda and I really push for our patients is, is the hope, right? It's like in learning about our health and in learning how to stay healthy in the world that we live in, it can be pretty daunting, Truthfully, it can feel kind of like doomsday and what do we do? And oh my gosh. And I think leaving everyone with your body, when it is given the tools to succeed and to heal, it will. We can reverse this, we can heal, we can, you know, dump out the the bucket of however many years you've been alive and sort through it and put the pieces of the puzzle back together, right? It's like we can set your body up to win and healing is possible. So regardless of which system has been affected or you know if it's if it's a hormone imbalance, if it's mental health, if it's a disease, if it's a diagnosis, the body wants to heal. And when we get out of its way, it does that really really beautifully. And that's the game. The game is not to be perfect. The game is not to beat yourself up or to feel regret or to feel you know, shame in what maybe some of your past experiences have been or how you've treated your body in the past. But being empowered to move forward with the knowledge that you can set your body up to win and you can heal. And we see it literally every day in our practice. And I think that, you know, as people dive down this road of learning about health and learning about their body, it's just I I don't want it to be overwhelming because it's truly coming from a place of empowerment, not from a place of fear or obsession, but That your body is this beautiful, healthy mechanism that you just need to set it up to to win.
0: And it's fascinating because and one of the things you said is don't beat yourself up. I was one of those parents that when my kids were younger, I'm like, I really hope they have an ear infection so I can get an antibiotic and go home. And when we know better, we do better. And I had that mindset because honestly, I didn't really realize I was living in a sick care world. I didn't understand it as a young mom. And then as we get older and we really open our minds up to the possibilities, it's, it's, it's in very empowering to know these things. And I can tell you when I first started my journey, I'd be like, Oh, I have to give up this, or I have to give up that, or I have to give up this. But in anything, when you focus on the gains, the gains are so uh-huh. much more rewarding. It's actually really uh-huh. easy to give up things. And again, I'm certainly not saying I'm perfect. I am not, but it's Mm -hmm. much easier today with every day that goes on in my life. It's much easier because I want to feel good. I want to be here forever. My body is a vessel. I I don't just want to be here. I want to thrive here. So I feel like all of these things are are really knowledgeable and powerful. And so, so what are some of the last thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with? And then you guys, my friends, I'm gonna ask them to come back because we need to talk about hormones. I'm turning 52 mm-hmm. on Monday. Well, by the time you guys hear this, I'm already 52 because we're recording in <laughs> advance. <But laughs> well, I, I turned <laughs> I turned 52 on December 10th and I wanna feel my best. I wanna look my best, I wanna feel my best. And you know, a lot of you guys know that outside of, um, doing this podcast, Level Up with Debbie Neal, I am with a company. I am a top leader in a company. And one of the things that I do sell is a a program that, you know, these doctors stand behind. So again, you could completely message me and I'd love to talk about that further. And they're also going to let you know how you can get in touch with them because I have top leaders in my business that that go to them and do programs with them and coaching with them on their health. So it's just, we've got a win-win thing going on here. So what are some of the things that, you know, anything that you'd like to share and I know there's so much, but we're going to come back and then where everybody can find you.
1: Yeah. I mean, echoing what Katie said is that, you know, I think a lot of people think that their health is a deficiency of an acai barrier, the deficiency of Advil or the deficiency of probiotic or the deficient that they're doing something wrong that they have to fill with to heal. And what, what is so apparent as Katie and I heal our own lives and our own bodies and help others do the same is it really is getting out of your body's way and really connecting with what your body is telling you. Cause our bodies are true, our true North our heads get in the way. And so many people think too much and feel too little. And what Katie and I have done and our, in our personal journey of, of healing is, is practice actually feeling a whole lot more. And yes, we've got the training. Yes. We've got the, you know, the schooling and whatnot, which is amazing, but Holy cow, our bodies, the smartest things. Mm-hmm. And so how, and where people can find us. So I'm on Instagram, uh, Dr. Tanda cook is my handle. Um, Katie is Dr. Katie Collier. Uh, she's also on Instagram. You guys can find our website. It's Dr. Tanda we also have an on. We do take on one-on-one clients, and we that is outside of teaching and talking. You know, on podcasts, and I mean, Debbie, we can talk about menopause and hormones, and oh, we're there's gonna, no topic. I'm that, gonna invite me Yeah, back. there's no we're topic gonna. that we won't touch. Um, but doing the one-on-one is so awesome because that's when we get to see people get the aha. They go, "Whoa!" Like that's where that first injury happened at two and a half years old, but then I led to this and then led to this and then led to this. And then all the stuff that I was eating, all the stuff that I was taking, all the stuff I was doing, the relationships that I was in. And then I turned 53 years old and here I am with an autoimmune disease and going through menopause and not feeling well in my body at all. And so when we can help people put all of the pieces together, because all of the pieces, all of your life are you, it's not just because you're not drinking enough, acai juice (laughs) which a lot of people come to us thinking that that's the case and it's just not um and then we have an online community uh called the soapbox docs which every wednesday katie and i go live and and for one hour uh at noon on eastern standard time on wednesdays and we talk about all things health that we no topic is off off uh you know, off limits. We bring in guest speakers. It's, you know, it's essentially a live podcast with the two of us, um, but in, in a community sense. And that's also where we shine. It's just, it's, we love teaching and people ask great questions and it's more about the community because the number one thing associated with longevity is not nutrition. The number one thing associated with longevity is community and especially women. And we just, uh, that's a whole nother topic, but I just we love what we do, Debbie, and having being on with you and the, what you are doing, what you're creating is is magnificent. And I just think the more the merrier in this lifetime because our bodies are our vessels,
0: mm-hmm. and that's They're it. Our and we can do right by. And yeah. you know how much I love community. You, you, you know. I do. I've seen you on Definitely. stage. You've seen me on stage. I love. Every single thing about community, and I really can't thank you both enough. This has been really. I'm actually gonna. I have to record another podcast after this, but I'm gonna go have bone broth because it's one of those <laughs> things that I was told to do it, but I I really never did. I really never did, and yet I do the program that I sell all the time, but I don't really talk about bone broth, and so. And you guys, and I'm a top leader in my business. And I share that with you because we're always learning. Like we're always learning. We're, we're, we're never done learning. And when you learn something new, I'm like, oh, I don't think I have sauerkraut in my house. But like if I, if I I want to, I actually love sauerkraut and I used to do it on a regular basis and I got away from it. But again, when you realize how important those things are, it really, really makes a big difference. I want to thank you both so much. Thank you for being here. All of their information will be in the show notes as well. You should definitely follow them. If you're looking for one-on-one, if you're looking to connect with them, please connect with them because what they bring to the table is absolutely priceless. And if you're looking for the program, um, to do, you can absolutely DM me. And if you want more details on that, you can get it from me as well as them. And, um, but anyway, thank you both. I've had an amazing time. It was a value to our listeners and today was a lot of fun and we'll be back. Thank Thank you. We love you. Bye.